this week on Androids and Aliens. So Dr. Friss wakes up, you hear this beep, 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 and he like rolls the door to the little safe in the closet in the hotel. <laughs> like it pops open and he rolls out of it. <laughs> New evils lurk in the shadows. Space has a way of attracting strange things. Some of them familiar. I'm not going to sit here and try to reason with a machine. You do what you're built to do. Or they'll just shut you down. Some of them undead. The pleasure of your company is requested for a meeting with His Excellency Gevalarsk Noor, the ambassador of Eox. Oh, what? Can the crew handle the terror? A tall, gaunt figure enters the room, and an eerie light burns in his otherwise empty eye sockets. Oh. We gotta get out of here. Yeah. I mean, we just have to run. The adventure continues. Can I quickly open the door and see if I see anyone outside? There's a, a horde of skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're just cleaning. We're just cleaning. Now. I don't know about you guys, but I am ready for some androids <laughs> and some aliens, Matthew. Oh, man. Are you ready? You always look ready. I'm the alien. <laughs> you certainly are. You I'm certainly... the android. <laughs> <laughs> we are the titular characters. Also, right. also Dr. Friss. We're, we're all also, aliens. Also yeah. Every, pretty much everybody's an alien. Except for... Except for Ellie. Uh, Ellie. Right. Oh. No. She's neither. Although well, in real could... life, she's the only alien. Right? <laughs> yeah, Ironically. That's why it works. Yeah. Actually, yeah, my legal status is legally. alien resident or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we should have called the she's show. She's totally legal, everybody. <laughs> she proved it. <laughs> we'll call off the INS we have waiting in the hallway. <laughs> it's all right, guys. Guys, it's okay. <laughs> Take an early night. Stand down. She's cool. <laughs> Stand down. <laughs> <laughs> Put your safeties back on. <laughs> uh, we are weapons free. Repeat. We are weapons free. I am still reeling. I'm sorry. I'm just picturing like bullet holes coming through all the miniatures, like all the core Light rule books, like getting like picked apart to pieces by automatic machine gun fire. My best Jerry four. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am still reeling from that last combat. You guys just manhandled these creatures. And I mean, uh, we're still learning the system. So, like, I still don't know how a combat is going to go. It does not flow like Pathfinder. The fact that uh, you did 20 points of damage, Dax, after uh, Meishan buffed your artillery laser. Level one. And then 20 16 points. on the mind thrust. I mean, that's just... They were weak of mind. They certainly were. <laughs> um, it, it makes me a little nervous. Um, the only thing I feel good about is because you guys insisted on having five of you play this, you're going to level up really slowly. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's you're, good. You're heavily underleveled, which is <laughs> which is right where I like you to be. It sure didn't sound like it last combat. No, no, no. Just give me a couple more eps. We'll get there. <laughs> um, we'll get there. So you guys got a nice little haul. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, got some, uh, some cash. I feel like you guys are... Uh, are doing well in the cred stick department right now. I don't know if, what kind of shopping you want to do yeah. um, or if you even want to do shopping, but I feel like you, you got some money, and, and Chizkiss gave you money as well for completing the mission. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, Dax has some plans. N- right. Nothing too expensive yet, but he hasn't had money like this in a little while, so this is, I mean, I have over 500 credits. I'm just like, oh my God, yeah. that's a lot of money to make in two days on Absalom Station. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. you'll buy a fancy new hat. Perhaps I will. <laughs> well, Mac has to pay for a suite, so. <laughs> That's true. It's really eating into your funds. You wanted to live in luxury. The room yeah. service. Yeah. We're splitting it, but if you'd like to pay for all of it, I am going to allow you to do <laughs> oh, that. Oh, right. <laughs> Thank so you. So I was wondering about that. Like, uh, you said last episode that I, because of, I, um, I did a high roll in perception, mm-hmm. I noticed that little note. But I, so are we all in the same room, but like the three <laughs> other guys are like in... A closet? <laughs> uh, no, basically, you guys both had notes slipped under your doors. Oh. Um, but How you convenient. were the first to see it out of right, all right, of right. them. Um, 
So I imagine this note sitting on the floor as dark as the void of space. And for watching this like a television show, the camera would zoom in on that note until the screen was completely black. And then you would hear like raindrops dripping water in the background, still total blackness. And then it slowly comes up on like a little neon sign. It's like it's like fizzling out from the rain <laughs> yes. and it pans out on this just like really shitty looking blade runner alley you know <laughs> with rain dripping it's not even rain so much as just water dripping off of the roofs of these buildings in the middle of who knows where and you see a shadowy figure emerge down this alley rather tall close cropped hair with a part on one side you can only see the back of it's got to be a guy trench coat up over his shoulders he walks down this alley and he walks right up to this little flickering neon sign and enters this establishment very seedy Inside, Very dark. There could be six patrons or there could be 106. You just have no idea, but you feel the buzz of bodies around the room. Candles flickering in various corners. You don't know if there's mirrors everywhere that's making it seem larger than it is or if it's just really small and there's just a couple people on top of each other. Camera whips around and you see Dax. He pulls down his uh, collar of his trench coat and his eyes scan the room like he's looking for someone specific and he sees him and he walks to the back corner of the room up to a table and there's just this guy sitting there. He looks human, but he's so scarred all over his face. He could be another race. That's how disfigured he looks. His hair is just missing clumps altogether. So he's either some sort of uh, mutated version of a human or some alternative race or just a guy who's seen a hard life. And he's like, hey, Dax, good to see you. I thought you'd sit down and have a drink. Dax uh, sort of uh, pushes his trench coat to the side. Sits down, kind of stoic face, reaches into a pocket, pulls out kind of a wet cred stick, and just shifts it across the table. Says, the remaining 159 credits are are on this stick. You can transfer it immediately. I won't be staying long. Oh, come on, Dax. Don't be rude. Huh? It's always all business with you. The remaining 159 credits. Come on, let's, let's, let me get you something. What, what are you drinking these days? Milk? I'm sorry, I, I do not have time. Would you please let them know that uh, I will be terminating my employment with Astral Extractions directly as soon as this Whoa. money is transferred? Oh, you'll be terminating your employment with Astral Extractions as Whoa. soon as this uh, money is... That all is right. correct. My debt has been fulfilled, and they do not need to garner any more of my wages. Oh. Oh, your debt has been fulfilled. Well, let, let me actually check that here. What would you say, 159 credits? Yes, there was a remaining balance of 159 credits. Uh, let me just look at my records here. And he uh, brings something up in his hand and just types it, and like an array comes up on the little table <laughs> in front of you. And he drags like a number 159 over, and you see the numbers flash on the screen, and something is not adding up with what you know in your half-mechanical, half-organic brain with what you've paid. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, Dax, but your debt is far from paid. If you see here, you've still got a long way to go, brother. Um, I am sorry. I do not mean to be rude, but that cannot be. I cannot make a miscalculation of that nature. Well, are you saying that I'm incorrect? Because as you can see right here, I've got all the numbers right in front of me. The values for these items are not exactly correct, I find. Listen, Dax, Dax, Dax. I'm in charge of the values. You're in charge of bringing me the money. That's what this arrangement is. I believe the market sets the values, and I believe the values are quite static. It is for three particle diffuser drills and two zero-point drill stabilizers. For five metric tons of magnemite, these are the things that were lost in my 
ship that I have been paying back, and I have paid them back successfully, as of today. Listen to me. I'm not going to sit here and try to reason with a machine. You have a function, not a job. You do what you're built to do, or they'll just shut you down. Use your parts to build a, a, a vacuum cleaner or something, and then build another one of you that doesn't ask too many questions. <laughs> they listen to me. They don't listen to things like you. <laughs> if I tell them you didn't give me any money this week, they'll believe me. So be lucky that I'm putting at least a little bit of what you give me each week into your debt. You know what? You can finish my drink. See you around, metalhead. Oh, and he gets oh, up oh. and just like grabs the whole cred stick off the table and just taps it on your head as he walks out of the bar. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Dax sits there for a second. You can see it. he blinks his eyes a couple times. He looks at the table where the cred stick was, just kind of drips of water sitting there. His head twitches to the side a second. His expression kind of darkens. He blinks again. And then he stands up quickly, like with purpose, and turns and walks out of the bar, following the guy. You get outside. Gets outside. He looks left. Yeah. He looks right. There's, there's, there's nobody out there except this guy that you can see just about to turn the corner about maybe 15 feet up the road. He starts walking, not like running, but he's following the guy. He mm-hmm. wants to see where he goes. You get to where he turned, and it turns, and it's just another dark alley. He's walking towards, like, a vehicle. Uh, he closes the distance on him pretty quick, and he's, like, you can see his expression is, like, darkening and darkening, and he's getting, like, kind of fired up. And as he closes the distance quick, he reaches back, pulls back his trench coat, and in his belt there's a baton. And he just pulls a baton out of his belt and just smashes the guy across the back of the head <laughs> with it. The guy just folds and immediately hits the ground. Boom. You know, it's rain is coming down off the off the roofs and he just fell in this puddle and you can't even see if it's water or a pool of blood that he's just like staggering into and he's trying to like right himself and stand up. Dax is staring at him just with like no emotion on his face. He's just kind of staring at him. And he just smashes him in the head again with the <laughs> baton. Cracks his head completely open. Oh. And he just hits the ground. No movement. He goes in, reaches, fumbles into his pocket, looking for the cred stick. Looking for his cred stick. You find it. Finds it, pulls it out. Looks around. Now, not- now thinking like, oh my god, like I have to make sure nobody saw this. He looks left, looks right. And just starts like running down the alley into the shadows. Runs down the alley, into the shadows. Camera just keeps panning up, 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 up into the sky until you're in the vast of space, looking down on the diaspora. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, Mac, you're looking at this note. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and <laughs> you see there is some writing on it. It says, the pleasure of your company is requested for a meeting with His Excellency Gevalarsk Noor, the ambassador of EOX. Oh. oh. What? Whoa. <laughs> Did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, me neither. The pleasure of your company is requested for a meeting with His Excellency Gevalarsk Noor, the ambassador of EOX. Can we tell people what EOX is? You sure oh, can. Skid? Uh, there. Wait, let me do the bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> so, <laughs> Eox. Basically, long story short, is a planet made up of undead. Yeah, <laughs> it is a planet of liches, zombies, skeletons. They had this massive, like, super weapon that was redirected. Blow up their whole. Anyway, that's all. That's all on dead people. Yeah, yeah. It's like getting a a, a a diplomatic note 
from a bunch of skeletons <laughs> yeah. to come have a conversation. And it's it's it is an evil society, sure, but it's still a part society. Of, it's a still it? part of the pact world. Yeah, they were, they were That's surprise the signers. <laughs> yeah. of, they were surprise early signers of the pact. Right, they? exactly. They yeah. are signatory to the pact. Yeah, and so that makes it all the more crazy. Wow. And you have just been invited to a meeting with the ambassador here on oh, wow. All of us? Or like, was it... Um... Just you, Mac. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. Just it, just, it says, come alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. Are you followed? Also, it's, also it's a costume party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the only one in the costume. Oh. Um, by now... It's going to be like that movie Coco. <laughs> by now, the boys have, have seen the same note uh, under your door. As what well. boys are you talking about? Um, Dax and Dr. Friss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. You guys are spunking up, right? Well, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as is. As uh, am I. As is. I'm sorry. If the boys and... and Did uh, you not see if me? I, <laughs> if I remember it correctly, Dax had a... I think I rolled a natural two on the percept, so he has no idea. Right. You have no idea. No idea. But Kreska, <laughs> Kreska you see the note as well. Um, so Dr. Friss wakes up kind of you hear this beep 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 and he like rolls the door to the little safe in the closet in the hotel like it pops open and he rolls out of it yeah Kreska you see the note uh, it's the same note Mac has seen uh, I'm sure you share it with everybody else um, you can roll a culture check yeah. if you'd like yeah. I mean a I'm, bit I'm, more about I'm sure no I cannot uh, sh- <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no culture. She's, uh, Kreska's been in a prison for some time. I don't know. She doesn't really have a knowledge of the working knowledge of the culture. No. That would be uh, 26 for, for Dr. Friss. So, Friss, you came out of the safe just in time to <laughs> drop some knowledge on them. So, yes, Eox is a planet inhabited by undead. Its dominant species uh, are these creatures that are known as Elibrians. They're very human-like, and they were forced to transform themselves into undead to survive an ancient cataclysm that almost destroyed all of Eox. Although many sentient species, like you guys probably, every single one of these characters find them disturbing, they're not considered monsters, at least in polite society. Uh, They're full signatory to the pact, and their undead inhabitants are equal citizens of the pact worlds. You, Dr. Frisk, if you see that note or if they read it to you, you recognize Gevelask Nor as the head of Eox's diplomatic diplomatic delegation to the Pact Council. Uh, this guy is pretty high up. Wow. Um, I mean, s- since Mac has been working as an uh, administrative um, diplomat for like her entire life, mm-hmm. she w- I don't think she's ever met him, but she would know of him. You would know the name, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the name would be... Oh, wait, I, I feel like I know that, but yeah, you've never been in a room yeah. with him. He's too high up. Right. And that meeting is... They're requesting your presence today. <laughs> well, like now? Today at the... Ex, uh, I mean, the you Yoxian can have the Continental Breakfast, embassy. but yeah, then I think you've got to get going. <laughs> right. we, can, we can read our USA Today. It's, <laughs> right. Catch up on the scores. <laughs> uh, Swap the basketball scores. It's, <laughs> early, it's early in the day, um, but this thing came in. You saw it come under the door, Mac. Like, they're expecting you to come today. It sounds like it's important. Can I quickly open the door and see if I... <laughs> See anyone outside? There's a, a horde of skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative. We're, we're, we're just cleaning. We're just cleaning. Oh. We signed the pact. We signed the pact. Yeah, we're, we're a full we're, pact signatory. We're full signatory. Housekeeping. That's terrifying. We don't have anything to wear. <laughs> Um, you know that the Yoxian Embassy is in Absalom Station's wealthy Parkside neighborhood Ooh. in the eye. And they didn't give us a time. They didn't give you a time. It's just you're, you stop by today. ASAP. You know that most likely only. Uh, they don't sleep. They're undead. Citizens from Eox uh, and foreigners with official business are even allowed in the embassy. But the note you have will get you through. Hmm. Can I do a culture check to know how wealthy the Oxians are? I mean, that sounds like pretty sweet territory. Like, what what is their relationship in the pack worlds? What are they valued for? Sure. Twelve. Twelve. 
Um, you, you would think it's like any other society. There are wealthy uh, members, and there's probably a, a poor section uh, right. uh, as well. It, it's it, it, it seems strange to you, probably Grant, but like it's like any other society to Meishan. Okay, yeah. Um, but this guy's probably pretty well to do, and he's definitely an Alibrian. Yes. Okay, great. Mac finds this very intriguing. She is she actually has the theme spacefarer, so that means that she's. Uh, curious by nature and uh, so I think <laughs> she and, wants to go for it yeah, and as a diplomat I think getting an yeah. invitation from another diplomat you're like ooh yeah, this diplomacy is, uh, this would, yeah exactly <laughs> this would be her realm <laughs> uh, alright and, and so and Dax will be like we must be careful not to compromise our safety I will accompany you and keep an eye on you well thank you Dax and she winks at Dax Expecting nothing in return. <laughs> he stares at you completely flat-faced. <laughs> Is there something in your eye? Oh, oh never mind. <laughs> um, all right, so you guys want to head there? Might as well uh, strike while the iron's hot. You don't have any other plans today. Uh, as far as, as yesterday, far as you know, <laughs> you guys thought, like, mission accomplished. I'll wait till Chizkisks sends us on a mission. Meanwhile, you've been invited right. yeah. to the Oxian. Dax has got some creds burning a hole in his pocket. <laughs> but, uh, but no, he does feel like a certain affinity for uh, Mac's abilities with people. He finds it kind of fascinating, and he wants to be around it a little bit because mm-hmm. he's really navigating a new world of having to, like, like a quote-unquote political world where you have to be a certain way or act a certain way to sure. get the things you want. He's very unfamiliar with that. And so he's observing her, and uh, he knows that, obviously, he's much more well-armed than her and stuff like that. So mm. he's happy to offer his services. Are we expected, while traveling about town, to present our Starfinder ba- badges that Chizkiss gave us, or can we go unannounced? With all the, we, the activity we've caused in the criminal underworld, I would like to go, but at the same time, it's a diplomatic mission to the Eoxian embassy, so right. maybe it's the best thing to do. You'd probably wear those around the Lorespire complex. You might not want to advertise that about town. Okay, so like, we'll hide them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more of like a, like a, uh, a federal agent's badge. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, you don't a little walk around with it out all the right. time. You but, could have it on a lanyard like, if you're investigating <laughs> right. like a murder scene or something. <laughs> you could have the jacket, the cool jacket with the yellow lettering on the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a doctor that wears his scrubs 12 hours after his shift. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Right, we, we understand you're we a doctor. We get it, but so I just, I just <laughs> do this They're just so girls. comfortable. <laughs> but uh, they're so comfortable. Yeah, so yeah, Dr. Frace, like, I think he comes over... Before this happens, like I think he sees, he says, "What that piece is this?" And he chases out. Did you see this? And he goes and knocks on the door of the uh, the the ladies, and is that? Did you get one of these too? Well, yes, and we we must get ready really really quickly. This has got to be some sort of mistake. This is the chief counsel for the whole of Eox. Right. Why, the, right, why no. are they kind of come after us? Like, what do we do? Are well, we in trouble? I'm sure we will find out if we go there. I mean, Mac can barely contain her excitement for this. Some, right. Someone of that power and and of relative means must have eyes and ears everywhere, but at least those eyes and ears aren't Acatonian or Castravellian, Dr. Friss. I think for the time now we are safe. I don't like to mess with the Eox. I didn't, we didn't cover that in the biology. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like a bit more comfortable around the living. Yes, you would cover that in antibiology, I believe. Antibiology. I miss that day. Yeah. <laughs> Whether they are dead or alive, this seems to me to be more of a formal invitation. I believe that it would behoove them to treat us in a way that is uh, desirous to, for the public to see. I don't trust them. This is a formal invitation, but it's a formal invitation. It scares the piss out of me, Juma, I tell you. Hmm. <laughs> well, we must all remember what Chizkiss told us, and that is to question everything. Keep your eyes, ears, and antennae open. Mm, it's true. Ah, let's go. And then, yeah, Dax will look at Friss and be like, we are not exactly unarmed, 
and he'll heft his artillery laser <laughs> into his hand. Sure, they'll allow that in the embassy. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Well, they're already dead. No, that's true. No, it's good. As long as there is no metal detector in front of the embassy, we should be, I feel, a little bit. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't worry. I'll put it in my socks. are never unarmed. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. You never Well, I would Chuck be... fucking Norris over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would be very surprised if this is, if they have any hostile... I mean, they might have, but I would be very surprised. It would ruin their diplomatic relationship with the whole packed world. It would be very, very weird if no, they I'm saying us. I'm more scared to turn it down than I am to accept it. But oh, it's still, this whole thing sets me on edge. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would think you're good at a party, Doctor. I don't I would, like people. I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, get, get, the, get a nice suit. You're going to look fantastic. And then I we can don't go want there. to waste my money on that. Ugh, ammunition is not cheap. <laughs> uh, uh, Dax hearing this is going to turn and say, should I buy a new outfit? Huh. How He's wearing like very functional, like black I military th- gear, I basically. I do think uh, in order to show our respect, we should dress nicely. But I think, no, honestly, I do think what you're wearing right now should be should be enough. I would be I would be surprised if they if this is a ball, but he if looks, it is, he looks, I'm gonna go. <laughs> he looks slightly disappointed. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> Can you just say yes? <laughs> I'll be wearing tail. <laughs> all right. So uh, so yeah, we, you guys just head up. A couple okay. couple bagels and a tiny right. frosted flakes, and then we head over to orange <laughs> juice, banana. You cut out. You have to cut through the the bag inside the box with a sharp knife. Yeah, <laughs> Dax t- takes a Belgian waffle. To go some garbage <laughs> coffee uh, and you guys head out and you just get this feeling that today is going to be a long day it's got the whole it's got all the makings of a long day on a day when you thought you could just kind of reboot pick the wrong day to go senile <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way towards the uh, wealthy parkside neighborhood in the eye uh, you cannot miss the embassy. Uh, it has been decorated in a style, uh, those of you would know, that is quite reminiscent of traditional Eoxian architecture. Black marble, bone-pale limestone, vaulted ceilings, sepulchral furnishings, and disconcertingly organic architectural mm. details. Yeah. If you look too long in one direction, things feel like they're alive. Oh, it's like weird. Walk, it's so creepy. Walking into an H.R. Giger painting. Yeah, it's very... Giggery. You walk inside and you are immediately greeted by a pair of undead skeletal attendants. <laughs> they just look at you with expressionless skeletal faces and then just gesture with their bony hands to a hallway and start walking. Creepy. So weird. I don't not this at all. And you're just keep, walking Keep through. an eye out, Dr. Friss. Yes. Everything Ice is just white and black and just, you, it's got a church feel to it, but also like a mausoleum at the same time. Ceilings are super high and you're just going down following these skeletons that look like they're uh, floating as much as they are walking. And eventually they lead you to a rather sparse but well-appointed office that just feels like a tomb in many ways, <laughs> as much as it's like an office. This isn't Chizkisk's office. <laughs> Weird question. Uh, what's it smell like? It yeah. smells like uh, Catholic church incense. Oh. Yeah. You know that smell? Yeah. It's like a little bit moldy, a little bit like super pungent, and you think that's probably to uh, overpower the smell of the uh, of rotting of flesh. <laughs> the smell it's of like holy water and guilt. <laughs> <laughs> the skeletal attendants motion towards the door. <laughs> you walk in and the office is empty. It's cold in there. There's no furnishings or anything to speak of besides like a desk that is just uh, onyx and a... Uh, a chair behind it like it's not like you know books and encyclopedias knickknacks knickknacks right like <laughs> pictures of his world's best dad kids. you know <laughs> yeah. holding up a skeleton fish <laughs> <laughs> and as you're looking around moments later a tall gaunt figure enters the room if any of you are looking towards the door the first thing you see 
is an elongated cranium hmm. on this man. Uh, Undead Kasatha? Very typical um, look of an Elibrian. Uh, oh, okay. okay. His, uh, I think they're so smart with their elongated <laughs> cranium. His skeletal countenance dis- displays no scrap of flesh, and an eerie light burns in his otherwise empty eye sockets. Oh. We got to get out of here. Yeah. I mean, we so, just have to run. He, he is <laughs> an undead Elibrian, and he looks like this. Oh, creepy. He looks Ooh. Elibrinated. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Chris. That's what Thank this you. dude looks like. That's very wow. unsettling. Yeah. So, yeah, he's undead. Yeah, he's an Elibrian with a long but he head. Looks, he looks sharp. He's, he's wearing a rather gaudy-looking purple and yellow robe. He's dressed like an ambassador. He just happens to be dead. <laughs> wow. um, he motions for all of you to take a seat. And once you are comfortable, as comfortable as you can be, and by seat, there's just, like, outcroppings in the wall. Uh, it's not like, you know, nice chairs. Uh, he begins to address you. Uh, his bony teeth chattering like thank you for agreeing to meet with me (laughs) I'm certain you are aware of the recent interest in the prospecting ship Acreon and the asteroid being referred to as the Drift Rock and I believe you are also acquainted with the dispute between asteroid extractions and the hard scrabble collective over both the ship and the asteroid. Both parties are currently awaiting legal arbitration, but the wheels of justice often turn quite slowly. As a result, I have offered my services as a mediator in hopes of finding a solution that is equitable to both factions. The first step in this of course, is learning the specifics of the opposing claims. Reports of your recent endeavors in dealing with some of Absalom Station's most notorious gangs have led me to believe that you might be useful in this undertaking as well. You're new to this station. You seem to possess a wide range of skills and abilities, and you certainly appear Capable, He just kind of looks at all of you. <laughs> Green lights glowing in his head. <laughs> in short, you are perfectly positioned as a neutral third party that could cut through all of the red tape surrounding this issue and get to the heart of the matter. I have asked you here today because I would like the five of you to go to the Acreon. Find out precisely what happened to its crew and ascertain the value of its asteroid cargo, as well as determine whether this drift rock is truly as mysterious as the media claims. And then he just trails off and stares at you. What? <laughs> Mr. Nor, are you suggesting that we take a co- Ambassador. <laughs> Ambassador Nor. Yes. <laughs> thank nice, you, Mac. thank you, Mac. I, I would, I would hate Mac to be out of like school. Shaking her head. Uh, Ambassador Nor, are you suggesting that we take a course of action that may be extra du- judicial? No, I can assure you that this is all going through the proper channels. I've spoken with both Astral Extractions and Hard Scrabble Collective. They are aware that I am seeking mediators in this, and they have both agreed that a third party is the way to go. Ambassador, I can assure you that all of us here are, de- are very qualified for this, this task. However, we need to discuss compensation. I am surprised, Ooh. a fellow diplomat would be so bold as to go straight to asking what the pay is. Where are the rest of us are not diplomats, are we? Oh, I see. So she is your mouthpiece. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it does>. Mouthpiece. <laughs> 
it, <laughs> I, I, I apologize, Ambassador. It's just that we've been through a lot these past few days, and, and uh, in order to move forward, we was just want to know um, if, if this is a job opportunity or if it's more like uh, you need our voluntary help. That's what I want to know. I want to know all the details before we can discuss further. I understand. Yes, of course, I would not ask you to take on such a task without giving you proper compensation. Assuming that you would do this, I would offer you each 600 credits for your efforts. Mm. Whoa. Hmm. 700. <laughs> 500. Sweeten the deal. Mouthpiece. Kreska <laughs> <laughs> <Kreska> shudders. <laughs> and Ambassador Norm, may I inquire as to uh, Eox's own interest in the Drift Rock outside of general peace amongst the residents of Absalom Station? Well, I can tell you, Eox in general does not have any interest in this that I know of. However, I do have an interest in it myself, which is why I chose to mediate in the first place. There is one additional detail that I'd like to ask your help with. And he, like, steeples his bony fingers as he thinks for a moment how he wants to say this. Among its other cargo, the Acreon was carrying a package destined for the embassy. Of course... With the ship being quarantined, the package has been undeliverable. I have been eagerly awaiting its arrival, and I'd consider it a personal favor if you could find the package and bring it to me when you return to the station. It's clearly marked, so I don't imagine it will be too difficult to find. Are the contents fragile? Should we take special care when bringing it back to you? That's an extra 50 credits each. <laughs> uh, they are no more fragile than any other cargo that you would be bringing back. Ambassador, if I may ask, have you had dealings directly with astral extractions in the past? A, a man in my position has dealings with companies such as astral extractions time and time again. Though I admit I myself have not had personal dealings with them outside of this mediation. And your role, if I am understanding correctly, is as a neutral arbiter, is that correct? Correct. Ambassador, do you have any reason to believe there is danger awaiting us at the Acreon? It is quite possible. Though the area has been quarantined... Space has a way of attracting strange things. I myself do not know. However, and he reaches into his desk, fumbles around for a moment, and then pulls up his bony hand and opens it. As he does, a small spherical object floats out of his hand and just kind of floats right in front of his eye line. He uh, types something on his computer, um and it just crosses over the desk to float near you guys. He's like, this small observer robot will accompany you and record the expedition. I would like an objective record that I can provide to both sides as a foundation for my mediation efforts. You won't have to do anything with the bot yourselves. It will simply follow you and observe. When you reach the quarantined area, I recommend you investigate the Acreon first to see if you can find any traces of the ship's crew before you begin exploring the Drift Rock. That's just my two cents. Do we know where the Drift Rock is in the ship? Has, has that been reported to us? Is it in the hold? Is, or does no one know where it is inside the ship? You would assume that it's probably towing it. So it's outside the ship? Outside the ship. Got it, yeah. got it. And I think you might have said that before. The Acreon, so it's it's out in space, like it's drifting in space. Right, right yeah, they've oh, quarantined relic, you know, uh, a couple hours outside of Absalom Station. So this whole time, Friss has been looking extremely nervous. Sure. Like his whiskers are just twitching, his eyes are darting. And uh, he says, on me, ambassador, but 
do you know? Are you going to provide us with some way of getting out to this thing? Like, I know it's not a problem for you folk, but those of us who breathe oxygen, we can't travel in space without help. Of course, yes. Well, I have already received permission from station security to send an exploratory team to the Acreon, and I have arranged for you to use one of the station's shuttles for transport as soon as you are ready. Hmm. Uh, can I do a quick retroactive sense motive? Yeah. Like, I don't know if it makes a lot of sense just because he's undead, but... Uh, sure. But Dax is just like, what he was trying to ask... He's trying to ascertain if this guy is a politician bought by astral extraction. Sure, you know, yeah. Because if we go out there and they just kill us, it's it's. Can can we all? Can I also? I want to do a sense. Yeah, you can all do sense motive, or aid each other. Uh, so I got a nine. Sixteen. Dax oh. got a nine. I got a twenty-eight. Wow! Oh, wow! What? All right, so Mac, you've been around diplomats before. You've probably never been around someone as badass as this guy. You feel like you can read people very well, and whether or not it's because this is an undead person you're talking to, or just because this is a highly skilled politician, he could be lying right in your face, and you would have no idea. The best poker face ever. Right. (laughs) Just a skull. You know, he's dead. (laughs) That being said, you don't feel as if you're being lied to. Right. But you feel like even if he was lying to you, you wouldn't know. Can, can so I... Sepulchral face. Can I... Word. Sepulchral face. Is there anything... <laughs> sepulchral face. Sepulchral face. Sepulchral face. Sepulchral face. Sepulchral face. Can you read my sepulchral face? I love when our episodes turn into dance parties. Ambassador Nord just leaves for a second and comes back in a in a dress I'm made out. out of meat. <laughs> well, that's going on karaoke night. There we go. All right. <laughs> Ellie, I'm so sorry. You were saying yes, something. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so sorry. Ellie, stop dancing. Gaga. <laughs> you were saying something. Uh, crap. What was it I was going to ask? Oh, no. You gagified me. It wasn't important. Let's move on. It wasn't important. Ambassador. Uh, no, yeah. Oh. I was going to actually ask about, um, do, do I know, based off of my experience with this, like, do I know, like, does... Does it make sense what he's saying right now? Because to me, it makes sense, the player. But um, but I don't know if there's like anything of like, huh, why would he do that? And why would he do that? Like, you know. No, so. I mean, you've seen the news report. You saw Roger Glipglorp. You saw like everyone <laughs> going crazy about this. This is big news on the station. I love that guy. <laughs> oh, he'll be back. <laughs> this is big news on the we'll station. It would make sense that the, the powers that be are trying to find a way to... Uh, you know, mediate. And right. so the fact that he's doing it, it's not that strange. You know, people are dying. There was a death all over Doc 94. Five of them caused by you. <laughs> there are reports that the Fusion Queen had a raid last night. Four dead. Oh. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, it's not that strange. Him asking for personal property, that might be a little bit, oh. uh, you know, n- not kind of on the rules. But the it's way he proposed it was a bit of a strange, strange coincidence that this events coincides with him having some kind of personal property on board like the very mm. ship yeah. that's right. transporting the maybe another reason for him to want to get involved well yeah. I mean that that's what I'm thinking I, right now I'm thinking it's less that like they were involved in some sort of cons- conspiracy before as much as I'm thinking like this exactly determines why he was stepped up to be a mediator yeah, it's because yeah. there's something on that ship yeah. that he wants is he aware that he's effectively engaging the Starfinder Society oh yeah so that's that's not that's not hidden. Not, that's not a hidden. Fact. No, no. I, I, in, in fact, that's why he thinks you'd be good at it. Seems you you possess a, possess a certain set of skills. And makes me very closely. May Shun narrows her eyes a little bit and says, "Ambassador Nor, I appreciate that you've placed your trust and the promise of future payment in all of us. I'm not as skilled of a diplomat as you, but I've had several attempts on my lives, on all of our lives, since I've stepped on this station. And if I'm to put my life on the line one more time, I need to know the contents of the crate you wish us to bring back to you. That is a fair question. All I can tell you is it contains no contraband and there are no illegalities involved. I'm simply asking you to retrieve my personal property for the ship. In fact, 
if it makes you feel better. I will throw in an extra 500 credits each if you can deliver the cargo to me when you return to the station. But it is all on the up and up. However, it is classified. That does make me feel quite a bit better. <laughs> wow. wow. That's a lot. A thousand more. creds each. We're looking at yeah, 1,100 to 600 for oh, the yeah. job, 500 oh, really? for the bonus. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right, let's do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> We um, sprint to the shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> the ship I have arranged for you will be available tomorrow morning. Good luck and thank you. Oh, God. That's so weird. And he just stands there smiling. Oh, the smile. Steeples oh. his bony fingers again. Dax just sort of awkwardly stands up. <laughs> Are we supposed to leave? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ambassador. It was very, very, very nice to meet you. And I, you. And uh, I think we should get out of here. Friss, like, <laughs> grabs Dax by the sleeve and just kind of tugs. Yes, let's, let's go. There uh, those skeletal attendants are outside again, and they just gesture again with their bony hands back up the hallway. And, I mean, you pass by some doors and look in, and there are just, like, Alibrians in meetings. And stuff. <laughs> it's like it seems. There's, there's, there's it, at some moments it's very <laughs> yeah. eerie. Yeah. Yeah. Other times, a couple like, of Libyans like hanging by the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see last night's Walking Dead? Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that show really jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> really speaks to me though. Still, I don't know what it is. <laughs> you eventually get this coffee mug. Just head. coffee mug, right? <laughs> it's just no clothes and a tie over bones. <laughs> just tie over bones. The coffee's just spilling right on. That's weird. Oh. Uh, and and you know you you get you walk outside and you're glad to be out of there. The stink alone, it was just that powerful old gothic church smell. I just remember uh, being in churches as a kid. That smell would just be like, ooh, too much, nauseating. Yeah. <laughs> so you get out of there and. You've still got the entire day to do stuff. However, as you're gathering yourselves to figure out what the hell you want to do to kind of process this um, request from the ambassador to EOX, within about 15, 20 minutes after leaving the embassy, you all receive personal messages on your comm units. They all go off at the same time. A fancy graphic plays across the screen. It says, Astral Extractions. Oh, no. An extremely attractive Lashunta woman appears on the screen. Hello. Thank you for agreeing to mediate in this unsavory matter with one of our independent contractors. Hmm. We look forward more than anyone to resolving this matter as quickly as and fairly as possible. <laughs> She's beautiful, by the way. Beautiful. Can you sense motive on a, on a, on a, on a recorded message? On a, <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you sense motive on a vine? <laughs> With that in mind, I would like to cordially invite you to a private meeting at our corporate headquarters in Blue Rise Tower. Please accept this complimentary direct shuttle. We look forward to seeing you soon. At that a slick-looking shuttle pulls up. Lamborghini doors pop open. <laughs> Going. To, re- <laughs> to reveal, like, high-end liquor, refreshments, oh. sushi. Oh, my. Uh, wow. Ch- a chocolate uh, fountain. Sushi. The works. <laughs> chocolate oh, fountain. Chocolate. Oh, wow. Fondue. Doesn't look like there's a driver. It's all automated. The minute that message ends, <laughs> the shuttle pops up. Shuttle is probably more expensive than anything you've ever seen personally. Oh my man. god! Oh man, Mac is like, oh, I think we're in deeper trouble than we expected. Are we not meant to stay neutral in this? Is it inappropriate for us to accept some sort of bribery? Bribery? Well, that could be, but I also think that the food it looks better than everything that we've been offered so far. So. I'm getting in. I don't know about the rest of you, though, but I'm getting in. I am not attached to material objects. And Kreska immediately gets in the car. <laughs> That's two. Uh, 
Of course, we should get in. <laughs> I wish to avoid any sense of impropriety, as you mentioned, Dax. And I think in the future we should bring our own recording equipment when we investigate the Acreon. But in this instance, I think it could be an excellent opportunity to gain more intel into astral extractions. Haven't you ever wondered what went on in the Blue Spire Complex? I have a feeling I know what goes on in the Blue Spire Complex, and I'd like to be as far from it as possible. Hmm. And he's like looking around uh, suspiciously. He doesn't like it. As they're getting settled in there and you're hesitant, another message pops up on just your screen. You'd think so because you don't see them looking back at their screens. And it's that same woman again. And she's addressing you directly. (sighs) Distribution Android X19, we realize you may have misgivings about returning to our corporate offices under your current circumstances. But we can assure you Your attendance at this meeting is a good thing. We look forward to seeing you again. Oh, my (laughs) God. Come on. They're watching us. They're watching us. Oh, that is so creepy. Dax turns around and sees Dr. Friss and Meishun doing, like, sake shooters. (laughs) (laughs) Shooters! I just want to dance. Friss is, like, in the chocolate fountain. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think there's... I'm not attached to material objects. (laughs) Says Kreska as she eats, she drinks liberally from the chocolate yeah, you fountain. You gotta have some of this chocolate, but you bought. <laughs> well, everything, everything within Mac is like, you know, this is warning her that this is a terrible, terrible situation. But I mean, her curiosity, curiosity can't stop her. So, Dax, Dax so, I, everybody I, loads up. Dax, I do think there's nothing wrong with getting more information I do think it would be a very very strange scenario if they would attack us there and it gives us an excuse to visit the Heartscrabble Heartscrabble Collective they rarely attack you directly they do it in ways you don't understand and he kind of looks around very hesitantly as everybody's already kind of in the car and he just like bows his head and gets into the car The Lamborghini doors close and (laughs) you make your way with this automated car to the Blue Blue Rise Tower. You get there, doors open up. Maybe some of you have feasted or had a couple drinks, maybe a soda, uh, and you are escorted into the building. You arrive and another sexy Lashunta corporate professional greets you tiny little skirt glasses greenish skin purple hair like pulled back in a bob uh she's played by nina dobrev you guys know nina dobrev Mm -hmm. yes now i do what's she from (laughs) vampire diaries not that i watched that show (laughs) uh ever busted uh, she's con- uh, Vampire Diaries Degrassi the next generation you'd recognize her I mean she hasn't done a lot of things but she's uh, Vampire Diaries The Perks of Being a Wallflower oh yeah yeah she's yeah she's a sister that's why okay. I recognize uh, and her and she's in the Triple uh, X movie with uh, Vin Diesel anyways that gem she's like <laughs> hello thank you for agreeing to meet on such short notice I miss Joss right this way and she just walks <laughs> off uh and you're just walking past unbelievable architecture. It's like walking around like William Morris Endeavor in L.A. or like Google headquarters. <laughs> Everything you pass is beautiful. Every one you pass is beautiful. You don't know if you, they work there or if they're there just to make you feel like this is the best place to work in the world. Uh, state of the art, everything. Like, obviously, this is the future. So everything is, is, is cool. But things that would be amazing to us wouldn't be amazing to these characters. And even they are amazed by what they see. Yeah. Everything looks perfect. The staff kitchens are amazing. Cupcakes. Yeah. There's like chefs just making food constantly. Ricky Gervais giving a talk in one of the smaller. (laughs) (laughs) It looks a little bit too perfect. Yeah. She brings you into a conference room, more refreshments everywhere, of course. And she uh, stands at the uh, head of the table and she's like, once again, I want to thank you for coming in. The purpose of this meeting is to give you 
a better sense of astral extractions, corporate philosophy, and how that informs our many, many business dealings. If you would direct your attention uh, to directly inward for a moment, um, we've been experimenting with some new technology. Uh, I just want to show you a little something. And she brings up a virtual array out of thin air and types on it. And in front of all of you, individually, a hollow screen appears. You look across the table. You don't see like anyone else can see your screen or you can see their screen. So you feel like it's almost happening inside of your head. But you are immersed in this video presentation. Um, It's this slickly produced marketing presentation that is like highlighting astral extractions efforts in discovering, developing, and managing much-needed natural resources from across the galaxy and selling them in the pack worlds. You see a bunch of, uh, like, Kasatha businessmen in a boardroom, like, uh, pointing at figures. (laughs) You see a Yosoki family on a beach, and they're, like, laughing as space whales in the distance fly through the air. Um The points that are being made are basically how Astral Extractions is making all these things possible for companies and citizens throughout the packed worlds. You see uh, several attractive human families arriving on Absalom Station. They're really gorgeous families arriving on Absalom Station. They're looking around wide-eyed at the new life they're about to start. And it's clear, like, Astral Extractions made this possible. And during that last part, Dax... You see a Lashunta woman in the background, and she turns and faces the camera, and as she does, her face is all distorted, just a glitch where her face should be. Your stomach just drops out, and you feel like you're going to throw up. Oh, my God. Astral extractions, a bolder future, a brighter tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And the presentation ends. You look around and no one yeah, else. Yeah, Dax is looking to see, like, did you see a strange a woman, the Lashunta, her face? I did it not. It was all blurry and distorted? Yes? Yeah, I, I did not. I'm sorry, Dax. I did not. Mac is picking up on his. On his um, he he turns, like, 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 urgently and kind of under his breath to Mei Shun. The other Lashunta woman in the final shot. Your face distorted, right? Blurred. Could not make her out. I was unable to see any distortion whatsoever. Perhaps you are having a malfunction within your ocular implants? <sighs> oh my god. Like as soon as she says, like, and she's Lashunta, right? Yep. Yeah, so as soon as she looks at him and it's like, perhaps you're having a malfunction. It's like he gets a flashback to these people saying that he was malfunctioning. And yeah. he's just like... And as he... As Dax is having this meltdown, Meishan reaches out and touches his shoulder and says, I'm worried about you, Dax. You know I care for you. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, he he is like, he's extremely unsettled. Miss Joss just keeps speaking and she's like, well, hopefully now you have a better idea of what we're all about. You have to understand, I'm sure you've heard a number of things, but in terms of our contract with the Hard Scrabble Collective, we hired the crew of the Acreon to prospect for unclaimed, unexploited mineral resources on our behalf. It was understood that we would then hold all rights and claims to those discoveries. Astral Extraction simply wants what their contract gives them rights to. The Acreon found the Drift Rock, an unclaimed, unexploited mineral resource as defined in this contract while working for astral extractions so rights to the asteroid belong to the company uh max gonna do a bluff check uh, or yeah i'm gonna go for a bluff and say we completely understand we understand astral extractions uh motivations for all of this okay i roll bluff uh 24 nice i'm so glad you see it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing us here. This was very lovely. I'm, I'm, I appreciate it, and I know you're all very busy. Once again, I want to thank you for taking the time to come in. Of course, in. of course. We simply wanted to bring you here to ask you to carefully consider the merits of Astral Extraction's claim and keep open minds while investigating the ship and the asteroid. Question. Yes. Why wasn't this meeting catered? <laughs> there, there are refreshments right over oh, here. Oh, thank you. They're everywhere. <laughs> thank you. They're everywhere. Oh, there's got more fish. 
It's got more sushi. There are refreshments everywhere. Excuse me. I don't get attached to material things. And then Kreska just starts to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Meishan speaks in Castrovellian to her and says, I'm sorry, my dear. I didn't catch your name. It's Miss Joss. Miss Joss? Mm. Yes. Oh, I'm, I was wondering, has Astral Extractions made a public policy announcement on their position as to the missing crew on the Acreon? No, no, we haven't. It's a it's a horrible thing, and I'm sure that's been a lot of the reason for this dispute to become so out of hand. Um, unfortunately, we do not know, but we hope that if you are able to go out there, you'll be able to pro- provide more information hmm. in terms of that. This tempura is excellent. Oh, oh thank you. You go to try the you go to try the dynamite. Oh, okay, that's really good. Ooh. Dax is kind of like hearing everything, like almost muffled, like muted. He can't really pay attention. And but when uh, Mac says that, I mean, she's so good at it that like he thinks that she's buying it too. Uh-oh. You know, and he's just like pulls out his laser oh, cannon. <laughs> and he's just he's almost feeling like defeated. Like they're going to get her too. They're going to get her too. You know, he's mm-hmm. just keeping it to himself for the moment. But he's definitely going to talk to her afterwards, like address it. <laughs> right. We're going to have words later. <laughs> Now, you must know, uh, and and I want to be clear about this, Astral Extractions will, of course, accept the results of Ambassador Noor's mediation. I should say that the company is always interested in hiring competent freelancers for a variety of tasks, and uniquely suited people such as yourselves could find lucrative employment opportunities in the future when your findings inevitably support Astral Extractions claims. (laughs) So, thank you again for coming in. Best of luck on your journey, and uh, I look forward to hearing uh, hearing your findings. As she's wrapping up, Friss is like, kind of turns his back and is stuffing as much food as he can into his cheek pouches to like, carry it out with him. <laughs> just walks up. Not, just wrapping it up. Not that I care about material <laughs> possessions, but do you have a doggy bag? <laughs> Please, take anything you'd like. We are happy to give you whatever you need to help you make the right decision. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, you are escorted out. And nothing else to to Dax. Like, nobody else says anything. Nothing comes on as a communicator. Nothing else. There's no uh, feeling like you were under threat at all. I wonder why they contacted him directly. That's creepy. Um, Just to make sure that you went. Yeah. Uh, God. All right. So we get out of there? Yeah. You get out of there. So, Mac, I hope you know Astral Extractions is not to be trusted. You cannot believe that they really do want the mediation to go fairly. So, so I have a pretty cool skill with the bluff, or like everyone has that skill, with the bluff that he can pass a secret message. I, Mac thinks that, I mean, they're listening to everything right now. So she is like with Dax, like she can't tell him the truth right now. So... But oh, I don't know. Cool. If, like I don't in know. Case if, we're being like tapped. Yeah, is yeah the, I mean, is the robot sh- following uh, actively with us? Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh god. So also that the undead is listening to us. But um, no, I think astral extractions have basically if they haven't implanted stuff in our brains since <laughs> we were children. I think yeah, something is going on. So she's going to try to pass him a secret message. Yeah, I love it. So she basically says like, like a bluff. Like, like she says that. Uh, no. no, of course they can be yeah, trusted, exactly. but she's sending me a message. Yeah, but I have to... It's a DC-15, I think. Uh, I, you want to send him a message, like, as you're leaving? No, as, as he was, like... No, outside, that. when I say that, she's not even... She doesn't think we're even... Right. Fly, like, we're even no, alone. Still not safe, yeah. Yeah, yeah still All right, not so safe. what is the check? Uh, DC-15. DC-15 bluff? Bluff, Okay. Yeah. Um, no, so, it's okay. It's a simple message. You're basically just getting across... That what you know what you're saying is you're you're lying. Right. Yeah, you know you can just wink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know it's a simple. And message. he'll be like, you've got something in your eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so sixteen though. There 16, you go. All right, you just got it. it. All right, Ooh. nice. All right, so so Dax is yeah. He he's like, oh, this is how you do it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Kreska would like to send a telepathic message to Friss to talk about the shrimp roll. And just <laughs> <laughs> really all that all that solitary confinement. Yeah, well, I think it's funny because like both you and I led 
lives of deprivation for a really long time. Yeah. So it's it's funny that we would both just kind of <laughs> indulge when we get the chance. I think the Crescent thinks they're full of shit, but they they put out yes, a nice spread. No, yeah, they might be complete lies, but the menu is out it's of this world. Stunning. Absolutely wonderful. You've got to. I'm telling you, it's like t- pulls like uh, uh, an eel roll out of his mouth, and I can't do it. No, you got to try this. It's safe. It's fine. I'm gonna pass on that one, but I, I agree with you. Ah, fine, more for me, and he stuffs it back in. Doctor Chris, roll a perception check. Natural twenty thirty. Natural Whoa. twenty thirty. So you're twenty five. Discussing the the food uh, at uh, with uh, Kreska, and you see out of the corner of your eye perfectly uh, a small little figure running directly at you. Uh, he's like yeah. So he's taught as he's like stuffing the eel roll back in his mouth. He like kind of gives uh, Kreska a look, and he like and he like puts his hand on his pistol, like in his in his holster, shoulder holster. And you turn and look and see a female dwarven child running up to you. You can't quite place where she's from, uh, skin color-wise, or any markings in her clothing or her look. She's dressed rather rustically compared to most people in this area of the station. She doesn't say a word. Just walks up to you. And sticks out her hand with a small little instrument like she's giving it to you. Looks like a like a makeup compact or or a compass. Um I'm gonna do a quick sense motive. Sure. Yeah. Uh eighteen. Eighteen. It appears innocent enough. She doesn't seem to be armed, doesn't seem to wanna hurt you. She's just looking at you big big eyes it's a dwarven child so she's very very small and just lifting this up towards you okay uh keeping one hand on the holster of my gun i'll reach forward sort of tentatively with my left claw and i'll pick it up gingerly and she darts off there it looks really cheap whatever it is like it might be even disposable Mm -hmm. And there's a button on it. Can I do an uh, engineering check or just perception to like get, sure. a, get an idea of yeah, it? Yeah, I do an engineering. engineering. Yeah, engineering. Okay. Uh, 29. 29. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, bro. That is one smart mouse person. <laughs> You've seen uh, these instruments before. They're like disposable comm units. Yeah. Um, it's like a burner phone. Yeah, it's like a burner message phone. message waiting to happen. Yeah. All right. Just kind of turns it over button. and just holds it away from his face and clicks on the button. We'll see you next week. Oh! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man>. Smartly done. <laughs> Where's Wallace? <laughs> Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 